Holy God, you call us to righteousness and light. As we study your word, teach us so that we may love your children even as you do and love you with all our will and strength and find freedom in serving you as taught to us in word and deed by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, if you ever see my Facebook page, you know that Betty and I enjoy visiting that new Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., just a few blocks from the Capitol. In a recent post, here's what the museum said about the Book of Psalms. To many, the Book of Psalms is the heart and soul of the Bible, speaking across the millennia in very personal ways. Perhaps it's because the Psalms display the full range of human emotion from the deepest depths of sorrow and regret to the highest peaks of joy and victory. Every human situation seems to have a corresponding psalm. And they mention that Psalms is the third longest book in the Bible, if you count words, right after Jeremiah and Genesis. There are 150 psalms in most versions of the Bible used by Jews and Catholics and Protestants. There's a Psalm 151 that's found in the Eastern and Oriental Orthodox canons, as well as what's called the Deuterocanon, or more familiar, the Apocrypha. The 151st Psalm has been found among some of the Dead Sea Scrolls, showing that it was known at least among some Jewish sects around the turn of the era, that is, in New Testament days. For generations, the Psalms have helped people put into words their faith, their feelings, and even their doubts and anger at God. Well, that's what they help us. Some of the 150 song poems that comprise the book of Psalms, some of them are clearly songs of praise to God, our creator, redeemer, sustainer, guardian, and friend. Well, just for example, the last five psalms are called the Hallelujah Psalms because all five begin and end with the one Hebrew word almost everybody knows, hallelujah, which is the Hebrew way to say, praise the Lord. Other psalms are songs of lament or complaint. They're pleas for help, and yet other psalms are kind of hybrids. Not that they get better mileage, but that they get, they accent both those kinds of themes. They express complaint, lament, frustration, but they also express faith and hope. As you hear Psalm 77 this morning, consider what kind of psalm is this? I'll tell you ahead of time that the first 10 verses of this psalm express complaint and distress. And the last 10, the last 10 verses recall God's gracious and mighty acts, specifically to save Israel and along the way, well, along the way, the psalmist asks five hard questions. So listen now for God's word for us in Psalm 77. I cry aloud to the Lord, to God, aloud to God, that he may hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. I think of God and I moan, I meditate, and my spirit faints. 
You keep my eyelids from closing. I'm so troubled, I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, and I remember the years of long ago. I commune with my heart in the night. I meditate and search my spirit. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love ceased forever? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? And I say it is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. I will remember the your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have displayed your might among the peoples. With your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O oh God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies thundered. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path through the mighty waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <coughs> o Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do you feel God's presence? The other day, a friend of mine posted on Facebook that she had had a rough day. She wrote, I got home on crutches, just a strain, and dozed on the couch. I was home alone. I heard noises at my front door. The top of it is frosted glass mixed with some clear glass. And then I could see a person standing at the door. I asked, who is it? They kept turning the knob and ringing the bell and knocking. I asked, who is it? Again, and still did not get an answer. I could tell from the side of the, of the shadow it was a man. I was scared, sleepy, and I told them I was gonna call 911 if they didn't say who they were. So, Limping, I grabbed the phone and a knife, just in case, and called 911. The person on the other end of the line is asking me my address and name and what the person looks like. I can only whisper, please help me, please help me. I explained, she said, I'm legally blind. I can't see out there. And I hurt my leg and I can't run. She tells me, find a safe place. But I tell her, I would, I would, I'd have to go by the door. And I couldn't move very fast. And she said, well, it turns out 
Turns out the police arrived and the guy's still on her porch. Turn, he lives in a group home nearby. The police are pretty familiar with him. So they're not too worried, but my friend, she was still sure. <coughs> you see, she's been thinking about what would have happened if my two daughters had been here, and especially if they had been here by themselves. Now, lots and lots of friends posted messages of sympathy and encouragement. And one said, Psalm 91. So after that, I posted four verses from Psalm 91. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. Do you feel God's presence? Well, there are lots and lots of Bible verses that say we should and promise that we will. For example, Psalms 16 is a song of trust and security in God that concludes by saying to God, you show me the path of life in your presence. There's fullness of joy in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And you remember the prophet Jeremiah quotes God as saying, when you search for me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. I will let you find me. Or the 145th Psalm promises, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And there are lots in the New Testament. Just for example, James writes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So we have these and many other promises in the Bible, but do you feel God's presence? The writer of Psalm 77 certainly does not feel God's presence. The first verses, he said, he's been praying night and day, pleading for God's help, but his praying does not seem to help him. He says, I think of God in a moon, I meditate and my spirit faints. <coughs> If you've ever been awake in the night, unable to get back to sleep, you can feel for him. You can empathize with his vivid description of insomnia. In the fourth verse, it says, you keep my eyelids from closing. I'm so troubled I cannot speak. As a modern translation by the Hebrew scholar Robert Alter, who renders the first part of, part of verse 5 is, you hold open my eyelids. That's really not being able to sleep. When this sleepless and agitated, restless state, the psalmist considers the days of old and remembers the years of long ago as he communes with his heart in the night, meditates and searches his spirit. Then he expresses his anguish, trouble thoughts by asking five hard questions. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love ceased forever? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? 
And has he in anger shut up his compassion? These are rhetorical questions. Do you know what a rhetorical question is? Well, you know, usually a rhetorical question is when you don't expect to be answered. But in this case, the sleepless, sleepless psalmist longs for answers to these questions, questions that strike at the heart of faith in God. Whether God's love has failed, whether God's faithfulness has faltered, whether God's anger has been roused, whether God's compassion and grace are at an end. They all amount to one fear. Has God changed? So the psalmist writes of being troubled and sleepless and need of comfort and receiving none. Then he asks those five hard questions. Then abruptly, this poet shifts gears saying, I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. I'll remember your wonders of all. I'll meditate on your work and muse on your mighty deeds. In writing about part of Psalm 77 back in the 80s, this fellow in Montreat, the first place we visited on our vacation, Billy Graham, noted that when a spacecraft returns to Earth, there's a period of about four minutes when the, all communication is broken because of the intense heat from the friction, the spacecraft speeding through the atmosphere. They can't communicate. The writer of Psalm 77 was in that kind of spiritual blackout. So how do we deal with it? How did he deal with it? Well, he called to mind the deeds of the Lord, God's wonders of old. He recited remarkable ways that God had guided, protected, rescued, in this case, the nation of Israel, especially that rescue from slavery in Egypt to freedom in the promised land. He reminded himself how good and great God is. So do you feel God's presence? When you don't, think of how God has blessed you. Think of how God has blessed this church, how God has blessed this nation. After we returned from our trip to the mountains, Betty and I needed to, we needed to run an errand. As we rode along, I clicked on the radio, got no signal. You see, we were still tuned to a station in western North Carolina. We were on the wrong frequency. We needed to retune that radio. Sometimes we need to retune ourselves spiritually. We need to get back to the right frequency. And how do we do that? Well, there are three familiar ways. Time in church, time in prayer, time in the Bible. And the writer of Psalm 77 speaks of a fourth way, time in remembering the ways that God has blessed our lives, how God has filled our lives with people who love us and who need our love, how God has filled our lives with more blessings than we deserve and more opportunities to be a blessing to others. Do you feel God's presence? I pray that you will every sunny day and every dark, dark night. Thanks be to God.
as you go out from this place to seek and do God's will, may the steadfast love of God give you hope. May the redeeming power of Christ give you courage. May the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit give you strength this day and every day and every dark, sleepless day.